Thank you for joining the live broadcast of East Bay Bible Fellowship in Alameda, California. We pray that you'll be blessed by the worship and the preaching of God's Word. If you have any questions or would like to find out more about our service times and location, feel free to call us at 510-697-8220 or go to our website at ebbfellowship.com. That's ebbfellowship.com. Thank you and God bless. kids getting the Holy Ghost at 15, you know. Uh, I want our kids getting the Holy Ghost as quickly as possible, and uh, I want to baptize our kids. I want to see them. Uh, uh, we're living in, in, in perilous times, and uh, we want our kids to be plugged in. So, And we're going to do a lot of outreach behind that stuff, too. So, um, you know, people will show up for their kids, and uh, we'll, we're going to do everything we can once a month. Uh, I'll probably put my head together with uh, Brother Willoughby and others, and we'll probably even do puppet shows, and it's going to be a big deal. So um, help us pray. Uh, that, that's going to begin next month, uh, and uh, I am actually really looking forward to that. Amen. Uh, are there any other announcements, my beautiful wife? Hallelujah. Amen. No. Okay. Uh, so that's it. All right. So uh, Sunday, Spanish service at 1.30. Uh, and this month we will not be doing a combined bilingual service the last Sunday of the month because we did that for Easter. But following next month, don't forget the last Sunday of the month, we do combined uh, Easter service. And uh, yeah, everything's hunky-dory. Uh, we have San Jose camp meeting coming up. We will not be here on that Thursday. We're all heading over there that Thursday. So uh, if you need a ride, not a problem. We'll pick you up. We'll take you. We'll haul you over there. And uh, it's going to be a good time in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, so we're going to get started on our Bible study for tonight. Um, if, uh, if I need to, I might switch up and speak more Spanish. Uh, but for right now, I'm just going to go in English. And uh, hallelujah, we're going to go there. Amen. All right. Uh, so let's get started. Um, the, the, the week before last, uh, we started on, uh, we're teaching on the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit all this month. And uh, the, the week before last, uh, I was talking about the work of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. And this, this evening, I'm going to start on a, this is going to actually be kind of a long series. Um, but we're going to start on symbolism of or symbolism and the Spirit. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about um, the imagery that's used in the Bible to represent the Spirit of God or the Holy Spirit. Or the Holy Ghost. Uh, if I use one or the other, please, uh, just let's keep moving. So, all right, uh, let's let's pray before we get started. Let's ask God to bless this, and uh, I'm believing God to really speak to us tonight. Jesus, I thank you for your word. Your word is powerful, and it is anointed. God, I'm asking you to use me, God, to minister to your people. Lord, I pray, God, for the operation of your Spirit, for the gifts of your Spirit, for the power of your Spirit, O oh God, to move in this house. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. All right. God uses several symbols throughout the Bible to describe qualities and aspects of his spirit. Tonight, we are going to look at one of the most popular symbols used in scripture, the dove. Um, the dove, as a symbol of God's spirit, first appears in all four of the gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. 
And in particular, it appears at the baptism of Jesus. Uh, So let's get started here at John 1 and 29. And then we're going to read verse 29 and jump over to verse 32. I am going to come right back around to these two verses towards the very end of this study. um, uh, Because... I, we're going we're gonna to see something really interesting here. So who wants to read that? First John 1 John 129 uh, and then verse 32. Uh, John 129. Uh, brother uh, John, sorry. John. Did I say First John? John. Elder Harris, you have it? John? Or Jesse, you have it? Okay, go ahead. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And then verse 32. Yep. And John bear record saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. All right, everyone say Lamb of God. Lamb of God. Everyone say Spirit, Spirit. Descending, descending like a dove. Like a dove. All right. Uh, these two verses are extremely important for our study tonight because they say a lot about the nature and the work of the Holy Ghost in our lives. Doves in the days of the Bible, much like today, have represented fidelity and union. Uh, As far back as Bible times and even for the Hebrew people, the dove was a symbol of fidelity and union. And when I use the word fidelity and union, I, I use it in the context of marriage. And the reason is because doves are monogamous birds. Not all birds are monogamous. Not all birds will have one spouse or mate throughout their whole life. But doves do. And so early people, biblical people, pagan people, uh, were very quick to notice this. And so from as far back as we can see, both within biblical people and outside of biblical people, there was the imagery of the, of the dove being uh, a monogamous bird. It is, it is, it is pure. It'll, until this day, we still use doves in weddings. Um, um, but... The representation there of the spirit uh, is that it has no plans of leaving us after it joins itself to us. Uh, The union between ourselves and the spirit of God is not going to be broken easily. Amen. In fact, um, uh, we are what the Bible calls the bride of Christ. We are the Lord's bride. And so it should not. um, You you might actually be interested to know that. First and second century Christians used the dove as a symbol of Christianity along with the fish. They never used the cross. Um, but uh, they, saw, they saw this dove as representing unity, fidelity, faithfulness. And uh, this, there's nothing wrong with this. Uh, um, in fact, it is David who says so famously in Psalms 23 and 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. (laughs) I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But David here sees the spirit of God as something that is going to follow him all the days of his life. That's the one thing I really do want us to understand tonight about the Holy Ghost. Amen. It is committed to you. Uh, Whether we are committed to it or not, that's always in question. But I want you to know that the Holy Ghost is committed to you. The Spirit of God has no plans on leaving you. You You might drift from God, but God will never drift from you. Amen. David said, His mercy will follow me. Hallelujah. All the days of my life. Um, And I think 
I think all of us here at one point or another, you could be in church and stray from God. You could be sitting on the pew and be far from God. Hallelujah. But the spirit of God is committed to you. God doesn't give up on us. Amen. Uh, he is, it is a union. It is a marriage in his eyes. Uh, he, he, he sees himself as in it for the long run. He hates divorce. He doesn't want a divorce from you. He wants to stay married. One of the most beautiful stories in the Bible is in Hosea. Amen. Where God tells this prophet, he says, you're going to chase this woman. And this woman is actually not living a good life. She's living a very decadent, uh, deplorable life. But the, but the spirit of God... It says, you're not leaving this woman. You're sticking to her. And I'm, I, I, I'm not afraid to say, sometimes that's the way it is with us. Sometimes we're, we're looking the other way. Uh, we're, we're thinking about other, other things. Other, um, uh, we're, we're thinking about uh, putting our trust or invest. Hey, Francis. Uh, we're putting our trust or, or, or our emotions into other things. Amen. And, um, and God says, you know what? No matter how much you stray, no matter how much you wander, amen, I'm faithful to you. I love you. I care about you. I'm going to stick by you. Somebody say amen. amen. Oh, come on. Let's lift our hands right now. I feel the Holy Ghost talking to us. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I, I'm just going to say this really fast. Uh, uh, amen. Uh, we're, we just started, but I just want to say this really quick. I, I, I have lived for several years. Uh, I can't say I live like that now, but I lived for several years constantly afraid of the Holy Ghost leaving me. Like I was, in fact, the day after I got the Holy Ghost, I was certain I lost it the next day. And, uh, and, and then I even lived for several years with the Holy Ghost thinking it had left me and that I really didn't have it. And that I was making all this tongue talking stuff up and da, 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 da. And you know what I have found out through the years, hallelujah, God is just not in that big of a hurry to leave. Amen. God is not just... God is not just going to take off out of our life. Hallelujah. He's not, he's not, he's not some flighty uh, flake. Hallelujah. He, we, we, we may not be all that, but God is all that. Hallelujah. Amen. We, we might have a lot of things uh, we should be ashamed about, but God, amen, God is going to stay right by you. And that, that ought to give you uh, not only confidence for yourself, but when we pray for backsliders, brother, you, sister, you can always pray for a backslider with full confidence. God, I know you love them. God, I know you still want them in your house. God, I know you're still pursuing them. You're still after them. Hallelujah. God. Amen. Hallelujah. God, work in their life. Amen. But I'm going to be very honest with you from the very get-go of this Bible study. I actually, I actually don't think that's what the people of the Bible uh, when they saw the spirit descend upon Jesus thought about. I'm just going to tell you some of the things that doves do represent from a biblical perspective. And I'll tell you at the end what I think the people in the Bible thought about when they saw the dove descending on Jesus. But all these imageries, in my opinion, uh, are actually very valid. Uh, but let's go on. Uh, the spirit of peace. Uh, the, the dove has also been seen as representing peace. And not just any kind of peace, all right? Um, uh, you know, these days when you see a dove and an olive branch in its beak, uh, you think of like hippie peace, you know, like no more war, man. You know, let's all get along. And uh, that's actually not the kind of peace that the dove represents in the Bible initially. The kind of peace that the Bible, that the dove represents initially in the Bible is peace between God and man. Uh, in Genesis 8.11, the dove, Noah sends out this dove. Um, and the, the, the last, the, 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 just before he sends them out the last time, the dove returns to Noah and the ark with an olive branch in its beak. 
This act has come to be understood as representing that the punishment of God is over. The Spirit of God hovering over Jesus may very well have also represented a similar idea to the people watching that day, that God's punishment is over. Uh, because of sin, uh, humans attract or they, they, well, I'll use the word attract, they attract the wrath of God. I know we don't like to think that, but biblically, from the, from the Bible's vantage point, the way we are, uh, the Bible uses the word incurs. It incurs the wrath of God. We, we, our lifestyle, our thoughts, the, you know, I, I know people, they always say, you know, what kind of God would do this to humans? Um, really, my answer to them is what kind of humans would do this to each other? Uh, forget, forget what God has done to humanity. If you want to look at it that way, what we do to each other is far. I, I promise you right now, half the de- disgusting things that humans do to each other is never even seen on the news. And I'll tell you why. Because if you knew that your neighbor uh, trapped people and put them in cages in the basement of their house, real estate values would go down pretty fast. And this happens. Just, uh, I don't know, some of you might remember, in Concord, not too far from here. Uh, what was it, two or three years ago? There was a man who had, yeah, three girls uh, that from infancy caged up like animals uh, in, in the basement of his house. That wasn't, that wasn't in some far country, and, and, and that wasn't God's fault. That was humans, human beings acting like that. And, and, and so the Bible is totally right in saying that we attract the wrath of God. In fact, Romans, eight, uh, Romans 5 and 8 tells us that Jesus saves us from the wrath of God. That was the purpose of Jesus' death, is to save us from the wrath of God. Amen. And so when they saw the dove, uh, they, they, the, one of the first thoughts that I do believe came to a lot of people is the punishment's over. The wrath is over. The, we have peace with God now. Whoever this man is, amen, and they all didn't know who he was, but whoever this man is right here, he is, he is alluding to the notion that, that, we have, that we can have peace with God. Hallelujah. The death of Jesus uh, is God exchanging our sins for the obedience of Jesus Christ. This is what happens at Calvary. God, God says, God, God, this is in Second uh, Corinthians 5.21 says it this way. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made righteousness of God in him. And so this, this in fact, I, I believe it was Martin Luther. Not that I'm a big fan of Martin Luther. But I think Martin Luther was the one that coined the phrase, the great exchange. And what he meant by that was that, that what God does at Calvary, at the death of Jesus Christ, he takes our sins and he, he puts them on Jesus. The wrath of God that was meant for you and me and, and everybody on planet earth is executed at Calvary on Jesus. That, that was your whipping. That was your, that was your nail. That was, that was your crown of thorns. That was your scourging. It, it was you and I that should have been left there shamed and, and beaten to a bloody pulp. It was you and I. Those, he died. That's why we say he died for us. But the beautiful part about that is that God says, okay, I have, I have this son in whom I am well pleased who has been obedient. He's never broken a commandment. He has never sinned. I'm going to take all that obedience and I'm going to, I'm going to put it on you. And I'm going to see you now through my perfect son. And I'm going to put all your sins on him. Brother, that is, 
That is, that is beautiful. That is wonderful. Amen. The punish, I, we, we've got to get this in our spirit because when you understand that, you will understand the punishment is over. The, the flood is over. God is not looking for reasons to annihilate human beings. God is not looking for reasons to throw us away. God is faithful. God, God doesn't want to cast us off. Amen. I'm, I'm, look, I, I'm, I'm preaching to you as somebody who lived for years thinking God was looking for every excuse in the book to let me have it. I, I'm, you're, you're looking at somebody that for years I lived under such shame and condemnation. And, and I thought there was a little curse around every corner. God forbid I get the flu. God's punishing me or whatever. And I've, I've come to learn it's not like that, brother. Amen. Hallelujah. God, God, God is just not like that. He's the, the punishment is over. The wrath is over. The war between us. Amen. The Bible says, amen, that he tore down the wall of partition. And now we have peace with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Let's magnify Jesus right now. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, come on, let's magnify him. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, yeah, la da 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 Sailors as early as even pre-biblical times used doves to help them find dry land. Amen. They knew if I let this dove go, amen, it's going to find dry land. Amen. And, and we, you know, we, well, we live here in Alameda, so we, we might understand. I, and just, in fact, a few weeks ago, I remember we took a, we, we went out to Monterey. We took, we took Nora out to the beach. And we thought, man, she's going to love it. But you know what? When she saw that body of water... She was not thrilled. And uh, water as far as you can see. And crashing waves. And you can only imagine what early humans thought when they first came upon the sea. You can only imagine how people... And you know, we, we go to the beach during the day. You know, when it's just nice and sunny and, and etc. But you know, can you imagine being out in what the Bible calls the deep? Hallelujah. Being, being out in the deep at night, amen, and there's these crashing waves, and uh, there's storms, and it's, it's freezing cold, and, and your boat is getting slammed. There was probably a lot of people that at first thought, man, this is going to be a great adventure. There was probably people that at first, they probably thought, man, this is going to be so much fun. Let's, let's, let's make a boat and uh, let's go sailing. Hallelujah. And then only to find themselves. Amen. And, and it's actually pretty unique. Uh, I, I don't have them here. But if you were to read through your Bible, even in Psalms, you would find several passages in the Bible where they talk about uh, the people at the sea, amen, and how that they find themselves in trouble and how that their souls are anguished and how that they, they, they cry day and night unto God for salvation, amen. But, but there was a little dove, amen, that if you let that thing go, amen, it would find dry land, hallelujah. And um, I, 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 I want you to know that as far as, as we are here concerned, today. Amen. The spirit of God will do just that. Amen. There might be things that we get ourselves into. There might be situations. Amen. That we find ourselves where our, where our boat, uh, so to speak is rocking and rolling. Hallelujah. I'm telling you the Holy ghost will help you find dry land. Hallelujah. The Holy ghost will help you find dry land. 
Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, uh, point, my, my final point here is I want to share with you one of the reasons I personally feel that God manifested as a dove uh, in our initial verses that we read. All right. And uh, I actually remember when I was first learning Spanish and I was trying to talk about the spirit descending like a dove. I, I actually called it a turkey. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I don't believe people in the Bible saw doves the way we do. Uh, we look at the dove through very romantic eyes. Um, I, I know like I'm, I'm Mexican, right? But I know that, you know, in Mexico and probably other parts of Latin America or other countries where there's a lot of poverty, people eat doves. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, uh, not everybody talks about Paloma burgers, but uh, see, uh, it's, it's a lot of people eat. And in Bible times, they ate doves. Um, uh, so they didn't quite see doves the way we do. And I'm going to show you why. Leviticus 5.7. And then we're going to go back. I, I need somebody to go back to, to John chapter 1. Janelle, can you go back to John chapter 1, 29, 32? Brother Silva, what are you reading? 7, okay, Leviticus 5.7. Please read it. If he be not able to bring a lamb, then he shall bring for his trespass, which he had committed three, oh, sorry, two turtle doves, or two young pigeons unto the Lord, one for sin offering and the other for burnt offering. All right. Did everybody hear that? Closely yes. Janelle, can you read John 1, 29 and 32? Yeah. The next day John seeth Can anybody tell me what two words are, are in both of those verses? Dove and what else? No. There's two animals in both verses. The lamb and the the lamb and the dove. The dove was the animal that died for the sins of people who didn't have money. The verse in Leviticus 5, 7 tells us that if he or she cannot afford a lamb, then he shall bring the Lord his guilt offering for that in which he has sinned to doves or young pigeons. Same thing. This actually gives you a little insight as to why Jesus's mother after this was also a commandment of the Bible. After she had Jesus, she goes and gives two doves. According to the law of Moses in Luke, she goes and gives two doves after Jesus. This actually lets you know how, how broke. Brother, when I tell you that Joseph and Mary's life went like this after Jesus came into it. I mean, just read. Just read Luke chapter 2. They're getting gold and frankincense and myrrh. And by the time they get back home, they, they're poor again. And you know what? We need to do away with that, with that doctrine that says, well, if you serve Jesus, you're going to be blessed all the time. If Jesus in your, is in your life, you're not going to have hard times. That is a lie from hell. 
Amen. You, you will have hard times. Amen. You, you'll have gold one day and you want to be able to afford a pigeon the next. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can say gloria a Dios. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you right now. Amen. Uh, and, and, and if you think about this, if you think about this, uh, why was the dove, the poor man's, the dove, the dove is actually equal to the lamb. It's actually the same thing from a sacrificial standpoint. Why did God choose the dove for the poor man? Because doves are everywhere. You can actually see now why Jesus got mad and he kicked out the money changers who were selling doves. He said, man, these guys, these people are already getting kicked by life and you're kicking them more. Jesus gets in there and he says, this is supposed to be a house of prayer. This is supposed to be a place where people contact God about their sins. And you guys are exploiting the poor. And, and, and you can actually see this because his, what he says next. He says, you've turned this into the literal Greek is a cave of thieves. It's not hard to find a pigeon. And a pigeon and a dove is the same thing. In case I know it's not as pretty, right? Like nobody wants the white pigeon, you know, but, but, but they are the same thing. But, 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 but let's, let's, let's go back to Bible times, right? Let's, let's think back in Bible times. You're broke. We, some of us may not even have to go back to Bible times to imagine that. You, hell, you, <laughs> you might be broke right now. Hell, like, but you can find a pigeon anywhere. Right? You want a pigeon? Just go to the park right here across the street. They're there all day. Go to Park Street. Amen. Uh, There's pigeons everywhere. But there's a problem. You you know, just because you're poor doesn't mean you don't have sins. All right? Let's, you know, a lot of times we're like, I don't have anything to repent about. I'm so broke. I can't can't even afford to sin. Uh, That's, that's, nobody's, no, 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 no. Even the poor have sins. Hasta los pobres tienen pecados. In the Bible, if you were poor, you were also something else known as hungry. And so, you have a choice now. I'm going to go get me a pigeon. And I'm going to either eat it, or I'm going to offer it. And it is a really interesting dichotomy there, because now somebody who has very little has to make some sort of statement to God as to what they really cherish, even at the bottom. And it challenges even the poorest people to live with dignity. And what God is calling, what what it forces the poor to do is say, I'd rather die of hunger than die in my sins. And so, so, so watch this here. We're almost done. We're almost done. John sees Jesus. Juan mira Jesus. There's people everywhere. John sees Jesus. What does he say? Behold the Lamb of God. All the poor people, heart sank. They were like, man, that ain't for me. And the Holy Ghost responds by showing up like a dove. And when it did that, when it did that, everybody watching, 
the masses of poor people, because there was more poor people than there was wealthy. There was more people dying of need, real low down physical need that, that their hearts begin to just leap inside of them. He just, because all of a sudden Jesus now was everybody's savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Let's give Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you right now, these people thought in those terms. They weren't thinking how romantic. They weren't thinking, oh, how gentle the Spirit of God is. That's not what they were thinking. They were thinking, my sins. I'm telling you, in the times of Jesus, there was poor people that could not pay for pigeons. Can you imagine getting kicked economically and then thinking, God is kicking you too. Can you imagine being dead broke and thinking, man, not even God is for me. I can't even go in the temple. Brother Prado, how does that apply to us? I'll tell you how it applies to us. I can't drive it home enough, hallelujah, that the Holy Ghost is for everyone, hallelujah. And the Espíritu Santo es para todos, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know, you, know what poor, you know what the poor people must have realized? As we've said a thousand times already in this study, there's pigeons everywhere. Hay palomas en todas partes. No es difícil encontrarte una palomita. Hallelujah. Las palomas están en el parque. Las palomas están en la calle. Hallelujah. But you know what that says? There's mercy everywhere if you want it. Hallelujah. God wants to forgive you of your sin. If you'll just stretch a little bit. If you'll just move a little bit. Hallelujah. If you'll just sit, if you'll just force yourself a little bit. You can get a hold of mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, let's magnify Jesus here. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, let's lift our hands and pray right now. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Señor Jesús. You know, we, you have somebody on this side of the economic ladder and then somebody on that side. And the guy who's, the guy who's rich is wondering just as much as the guy who's poor. How did you get there? El pobre tanto como el rico piensa uno del otro. ¿Cómo llegaste a ese punto? ¿Cómo llegaste a ser tan pobre? ¿Cómo llegaste a ser tan rico? Right? The rich man wakes up thinking, man, 
why, why can't these people just get a job? How'd you get to that point? And the rich man, and the poor man thinking, how'd you get so rich? And they both have all these opinions, and, and there's this big ladder, and then there's everybody in the middle. Yeah. Y luego hay todos que viven en medio. Yeah. And, and you know, money, Jesus had to tell us, be not deceived. A man's life consists not of the things which he possesses. And in some cases, the things he can't afford to possess. But God is making it very clear to us. I'm the lamb. I'm the dove. I have everybody covered. I have all of society covered. I got everybody. And, and you know, and this is important for when your life is going up and down. Up and down. Es importante saber que Dios es tanto el Dios del pobre como es del rico. Cuando la vida está, está, está moviéndose arriba y abajo. Es importante saber, no importa donde yo estoy. As David said it, whether I make my bed in hell or I ascend to the heavens, thou art there. Amen. Amen. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear. Doesn't matter where I'm at in life. He, the Spirit of God, is there with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's there with me. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, come on. Hallelujah. I really feel like God is talking to us this evening. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Y este, yo he visto gente en esos países que tiene el Espíritu Santo. Y yo antes pensaba, wow, you know, han encontrado un tesoro tan precioso. Pero la realidad es que habían encontrado algo mucho más que eso. La razón que la gente estaba feliz no era porque encontraron algo que vale más que la lotería, sino que habían encontrado algo que el dinero no puede comprar. I've traveled to poor countries. Some of you have been there. You've seen people full of the Holy Ghost. And I used to think to myself, man, these people, they're so happy because they have something, they have such a beautiful treasure. They have more than a treasure. Their sins are washed away. That's really what divides men. That's really what oppresses men. That's really what destroys men is sin. And that's why you could be at the dirt bottom of life. But if you, if you have a relationship with God, if your sins are forgiven, if your name is in the Lamb's book of life, you can smile. You can wake up with dignity. You can make it through the day. Hallelujah. You can, and forgive the expression, you can walk with your head held high, not in arrogance. Hallelujah. But in, but in joy. Hallelujah. In joy. That God has forgiven your sins. Hallelujah. No importa que tan pobre somos, no importa que tan duro la vida. Si tenemos nuestros pecados perdonados, podemos salir de la casa todos los días felices, contentos. Hallelujah. Gozosos, porque tenemos a Cristo en la vida. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, ya la 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 la
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, come on. I really feel God talking to us right now. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Brother Jesse, could you come play for us something really fast? Hallelujah. You know what? I know this sounds odd. But from the very beginning, when I was studying, I felt it just as much then as I feel it right now. God just wants all of us to walk out of here with our head a little higher. Desde que empecé a estudiar para este mensaje, hasta este momento aquí, Yo siento como Dios me está diciendo, yo quiero que mi pueblo camine con la cabeza levantada un poquito más. Aleluya. And so what we're going to do right now is nothing odd. We're going to lift our hands. And we're not going to thank God for the house we live in, the clothes we have, the cars we have. We're going to thank God for the thing that money cannot buy and that is the forgiveness of our sins we're going to thank God that he died on Calvary for us we're going to thank God that he sees us as obedient when we were really disobedient yo quiero que todos levanten las manos y le vamos a dar gracias a Dios no por la casa no por el carro no por la ropa ni por la comida Si no le vamos a dar gracias, que nuestros pecados son perdonados y nuestro nombre está escrito en los cielos. Oh, aleluya, Señor, aleluya. Jesus, I thank you, aleluya, that my sins are forgiven. Jesus, I thank you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, come on.
sound strange, but I'm telling you, I told this church just a few Thursdays ago, I said, God is watching how we talk. And uh, I, when I tell you, I'm not, I am not speaking of anybody specifically here. I'm, I think this is actually for everyone, me included. Uh, when you find yourself in some economic pinches and you're unhappy with the way The money's not flowing. You need to thank God you're saved. (laughs) You need to thank God you got the hope. When you, before you complain, before you murmur, before you start dishing out lemonade, just thank God for Calvary, that your sins are forgiven, and for his goodness in your life. Hallelujah. Yo de veras creo que Dios nos está hablando esta noche. Y yo creo que hay más que una persona aquí que está teniendo sus luchas financieras. Y yo de veras creo que Dios quiere que nosotros tengamos cuidado de no quejarnos, de no murmurar. Y cuando no tenemos dinero, tenemos la habilidad de levantar las manos. Y si sabes que, Señor, gracias por tu salvación. Gracias por tu misericordia. Y gracias que me has dado lo que el dinero no compra. Gracias, Jesús. Gracias, Jesús. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give the Lord a hand praise right now. Señor los bendiga, nos vemos aquí.
Amén. Va a haber oración mañana en la noche a las, de las 7 a las 9. Y luego nos vemos aquí el domingo a las 11 y luego a la 1 y media. Aleluya. God bless you. Don't forget prayer tomorrow night. And then we have service on Sunday 11 and then 1.30. Amen. We love you. And we'll see you here soon in the house of God. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Tithe and offering with you.